So I have no idea. It's Mulan. It's just in my head. <laughs> I was trying to think of what it was. All right. Well, welcome to the Dead to the World podcast. We are super excited you're all here. Want to give a shout out to Ohio. We have tons of listeners there. And I love it, love it, love it. Tons Ohio. being six. Tons being six. Wait, how many technically six. is a ton? A ton is like 2,000 pounds, I think. So I guess that doesn't really make sense. So we have some listeners outside of Utah. Woo woo. We have more than just Ohio. I know we do. We just have a lot in Ohio. Like Ohio is like neck and neck with our listeners in Utah, which is pretty cool considering we live in Utah. So all of our friends and families have been friends and families. Yeah. Friends and family have been supporting us. And sharing us. With Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have listeners in what, France, Tennessee, Wisconsin, New York, New Jersey, New Hawaii. York. Hawaii. I guess I shouldn't actually list them unless I'm going to open it up and list them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Okay. Well, do we want to just get started or do you guys have, you know, stuff to talk about? I feel like we just recorded yesterday even though it's almost been a week since we recorded that is true does actually feel like we just recorded oh oh daddy dale's home from the hospital yeah oh, yes Woo. Woo. yeah he's doing good doing he is good. home home he's walking on the range on the range that's what i was thinking we're the beer beer we're the deer and <laughs> the antelope right is that how i don't know what how do they that, do yeah what do they do they roam they run they roam. They range. range. <laughs> I think where the deer and the antelope range. Why would they say home, home on the range? Where the deer and the antelope range. You're right. What it's does gotta that mean? <laughs> it's got to be Rome. Where the deer and the antelope roam. Where seldom is heard a discouraging word. I didn't know there was ever yeah, more. I didn't know there was more to And I one. cannot sing, so I'll stop bothering you <laughs> right now. You're not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Should I introduce our subject for today it's oh. where the deer and the antelope play oh is that what it is <laughs> yeah, we were way off <laughs> obviously so it's home home on the range where the, the deer, deer and the antelope play that's much better you guys are so much better singers than i am yeah i'm sure I'm everyone glad. agrees i'm glad you got that from dad i'm already sweating my glasses are fogging up well i had the ac on like blasting earlier lexi was freezing and has a blanket so i am cold are you still yeah i'm already sweating can't all be hot like you, I guess. <laughs> True. All right. All right. So today we are going to talk about dream hacking. And if you're not familiar with dream hacking, that's okay, because it's a hard subject to because research. neither are we. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are now. I feel like I'm an expert now. But dream hacking is, sim or I guess, connected to lucid dreaming, but not. So dream hacking is things that you do before you go to sleep to try to control what you dream about, where lucid dreaming is in the middle of your dream, you realize you're dreaming, and then you start controlling your dream and doing whatever you want in your dream. Right, but I feel like it's kind of the same. I mean, you're going to, yeah, the dream hacking is trying to control what you're going to dream about, and then hopefully you'll notice that you're dreaming, and then you can do lucid dreaming. Hmm. So it's, so it's kind of like a step. But I thought it was a really cool idea that there's things that you can do before you go to sleep to control what you dream about. Mm -hmm. I found this article on amerisleep.com about nine ways that you can hack your dreams. And what you do while awake can actually influence your dreams and how you sleep. Uh, dreams often seem out of control, like a movie we watch at night rather than something we direct. However, newer research shows that some of the behaviors uh, that we do before we go to sleep can affect our dreams in both good and bad ways. So I'm going to talk about a couple of those nine items. Uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is called Get Cheesy. Get Cheesy. Get Cheesy. I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> Me too, which is, you know, actually, uh, Lexi mentioned this, what was it, last episode about the dreams and about uh, me... Milkshakes. Yeah, milkshakes, making crazy dreams. So this kind of goes along with this. Um, dairy may inadvertently hack your dreams with links not only about whether you may suffer from lactose intolerance, which 
Yeah, Lexi and I do. <laughs> but also to the very type of cheese that you enjoy. So it says cheddar and red Leicester. I don't know how to say that. L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R. Are recommended by the British Cheese Board for pleasant <laughs> dreams. I'm sorry, there's a British cheese board. <laughs> there is a British cheese board. I actually noticed when I was researching, cheese is huge in Britain. All right. Um, well, Stilton cheese, which is blue cheese, and yeah. lactose intolerance might result in odd or vivid dreams. So, like I said, very true for me and Lexi. We used to go to the Steak and Shake, and there was a shake I loved called chocolate-covered strawberry. Mm-mm-mm. Chocolate-covered cherry. No, I hate cherries. Chocolate-covered strawberry. My life is a lie. <laughs> but we would get that a lot late at night, and then I would go to bed in oh, horrible dreams. I was like, mm, got to put an end to, ha- to that habit, which is, you know, good for my body all around. Well, we moved away, so therefore the habit has ended. True. So I had some more information from a user on Reddit, Badger Throw Rug. <laughs> People's Reddit names kill me. I know. They're like, where did they come up with these? I know. Well, you know, they probably had something normal like Jim or Jimmy, but then it was taken, so they had to come up with a different one. All right, so I'm going to read it in their in their words. All right, so I dreamt last night. I'm not sure whether it was a good idea to take Weird Dream cheese, which was blue. Uh, they had fresh organic blue cheese in conjunction with family reminiscent sepia tone memory cheese, which was smoked cheddar. I do not understand what you're saying. Okay. There's <laughs> too many big cheese words. Sorry. This person did some research on different cheeses and what those cheeses would do for the dreams. Okay. So fresh organic blue cheese was supposed to give you wild dreams. And the smoked cheddar is supposed to give you family reminiscent, like sepia toned. Okay. Like Thank you for clearing that up. Yes, we're, we're following now. So this person is saying, maybe I shouldn't have taken them at the same time. But I ate them both, and they were delicious. Mm, let's see. <laughs> mm, they were delicious. <laughs> okay, so it said, I had good dreams, slept well, but they were kind of weird. Here is what I remember. I was driving in a car. I think it was my car. They were, oh, no, you were in the front seat. And in this, I don't know who you is, but their significant other. <laughs> you were in the front seat. <laughs> this is the most confusing Story. I'm sorry. I genuinely <laughs> am not following. They, he took, They're having a dream, and he just said, "I was having a dream, and you are in the front seat." Yes. So <laughs> okay. okay. He must have been writing this. I'm. I'm thinking to his girlfriend. Okay. Oh. Okay. So more of the story. Don't take cheese before bed, or you will sound crazy. How about I replace you with uh, what's a girl name we want to use? Ashley. Uh, Ashley. I don't know. Okay. Is he hitting on me? What? <laughs> is your name Ashley? No, I'm just laughing. You were in the front seat and it's his girlfriend. Like, if you want me to be your girlfriend that bad. <laughs> just gotcha. Okay, gotcha. okay, so I'm going to say Ashley just to make it. Ashley was in the front seat. No, but that's going to be confusing. Who's Ashley? I don't know. <laughs> Forget that. Strike that. Okay, you were in the front seat, but you were see-through. We were driving in a cartoon city that was like Kema Pier. In Kema, Texas, I looked it up. It's kind of like a Santa Monica pier that has like carnival rides and different stuff to do. And then the area was like a mix with Seattle, Austin, and Manhattan as well. So a bigger city vibe. There was great music on the radio and I was driving fast. We were headed somewhere for dinner, but I had gotten us lost driving. And of course, (laughs) I think this is a guy. How dare he get them lost? I'm just kidding. I apologize to all you men out there listening. Okay, so they were lost. I was hitting every green light while we were driving up a massive hill. I'm talking massive to the point where if we leaned back in the car, the car would have flipped over backwards. I'm talking 80% grade hill. Everything was going to be fine if I didn't miss our turn. But I did. I missed our turn. And we were getting to an impossibly steep part of the hill. And then there was a one-way street with a T intersection that I would have had to turn on to make it back to our destination. Again... It would have been fine if I had made the green light and kept the momentum, but I didn't. The light turned yellow, and I hesitated and slammed on the brakes. And the car rolled down the hill. I'm having PTSD to when me and Sebastian were on the four-wheeler going up that really steep hill, and it just stopped. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. And Dad that's had like to go almost, help you guys, like, turn around without it flipping over. And yeah. that's almost a year. That is almost a year that's in a couple ago. weeks we're going back. Woo. Camping trip. Okay, can I get back to my story now? Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're fine. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Where was I? Uh, didn't make it back to our destination. Slammed on the brakes. Oh, because I slammed on the brakes, we lost our momentum and started falling backwards. In the back of the seat was this guy that I fired, that I think was a good friend, but I wasn't sure who he was. He tapped my shoulder and told me that we were going to crash. We did crash, but now I was having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you imagine, like, the hey, car is rolling backwards down the hill and like, someone's in the back hey, like, gonna hey, crash. we're going to crash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, mister. We're going to crash. Like, I'm aware. <laughs> All right. So they did crash, and now he was having an out-of-body experience and was standing next to you, whoever you Actually. Is, <laughs> while you were holding my arm and feeling the pronounced veins on my right arm near the elbow. We were watching my car crash, and it was awful, more like tumbling and crunching to the bottom at this of this impossibly tall hill. I then realized that there was something protruding from my chest, kind of like a bullet or a growth, that I was trying to shave around it with a safety razor, <laughs> which is a bit crazy. Oh, I'm, I'm in this car accident, and now I've got something sticking out my chest, and I'm going to clean it up. The razor was clipping the edges around the growth, and I was trying to pick it off like a scab. Ew. It was located on the right side of my chest near where my collarbone protrudes, a bit near the medial part of the right side of my chest. I realized that it was a stegosaurus back ridge that I had been impelled by. So he has this stegosaurus. You guys picture the stegosaurus, the dinosaur like the that dinosaur? has those like, I don't know, hexagon things all the way down their back. Yep. Uh-huh. So it was like one of those had impelled him and was like poking it's, out his chest. Um, what's um, the name of that dinosaur? Littlefoot. On Littlefoot. Yeah, but what's Spike? Spike. Yes. Like Spike. Yes, like Spike. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So the stegosaurus bone sticking out of his chest. Uh, you were leaning down over me. Uh, running your finger around the punctured area, but you couldn't come close or help me. I laid there in question standing up, but I didn't because I didn't want to bleed out faster. And I was in a field of stegosaurus back ridges. What? Back ridges? Yeah. I was in a field of stegosaurus back ridges. So it's like when he crashed at the bottom of the hill, there was just a whole bunch of the stegosaurus <gasps> oh. like backbone. Oh, like ouch. in The Lion King. When they push them off the hill and oh. they fall down into a bunch of the like patches bones and stuff. Is it bones too? I don't know. But anyways, yeah. I think so. But anyway, you couldn't come closer because it was dangerous. And I understood. I couldn't move because I knew that I would die faster. But I wanted to appreciate the moment. I was trying to tell you that I love you, but my lungs were punctured. So the sound was feeble. It sounded more like wind escaping from my mouth rather than me trying to say something. I'm not sure if you heard what I said, but I thought somebody who was watching would tell you that I was trying to tell you something, hopefully something along the lines of I love you. There was also a moment when I was sitting in the kitchen at my house in San Antonio eating fideo. It's a, it's a Hispanic, like Mexican comfort food. Fideo. Fideo. Sorry, I looked it up. Um, with my mom. It was just me and my mom, and I was sitting in the kitchen with my Fideo soup and with a dollop of sour cream. I was telling her how happy I was. Nobody was going to be home for a while, but I was just happy to be there. Holy crap, I'm tearing up while I'm trying to write this. I'm not entirely sure I had the dream because it happened really fast, almost like a snapshot. But I'm pretty sure that's what happened in the second part of my dream right before I woke up. So he had... Both reactions he was looking for. That's why he's saying maybe it wasn't a good idea to combine them because, like, the blue cheese caused him to have, like, the crazy dream of, like, falling down the hill and getting impaled by a stegosaurus fossil, I guess, bone, whatever you'd call it. And then at the end, he had a quick, like, Reminisce. reminiscing, family like, family dream. Like, his mom's still alive, so it wasn't, like, a visitation-type situation, but it was just almost like a memory of, like, spending time with his mom and feeling happy. Interesting. So he did control his dreams the way he tried. Hmm. I think he even said at one point he kind of realized that he was dreaming, but then he's like, I, I just need to see where this goes. Like, I'm not going to try to control it. So that was the cheese Get part. Get cheesy. And then there was actually one more thing that... Um, I had seen that kind of goes along with the lactose intolerance that was pretty darn funny. The RedX user is Mathux08. He says, last night I had too many ribs and some ice cream before bed. I passed out in a food coma around 7 p.m. and woke up with a terrible stomach ache around 2. 
I spent the rest of the night in regret and had horrible nightmares. The worst happened right before I woke. I dreamt that I was married to Katy Perry, and we had all these cats. Every day she would make me clean up all the cat crap while she followed me around and beat me. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. All the cats kept pooping on the floor, and when I was like, Katy Perry, there aren't enough litter boxes for all these dang cats. She just beat me harder. (laughs) So the, you know, moral of the story, don't eat ribs and ice cream before bed, or you might have this terrible dream of involving cats in a sadomasochistic Katy Perry. Sounds like it. Maybe it's a little fantasy of his. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be. We don't know. All right. And then the next one of the uh, things that you can do to control your dreams before sleeping to hack your dream is don't scare yourself. Well, unless you want to have a scary dream. So just like your mom said, watching scary movies or reading horror novels before bed can induce your brain to manufacture its own terrifying stories. So I had another Reddit article, and this one was from Lederhosen situation. So this person saw saw the movie. I saw it when it oh, first saw the movie. Saw, saw. sorry, yes. He saw saw. Yes, the movie is saw. Saw saw. And they saw it saw, when it saw. first opened. Saw saw. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds good. I didn't eat lunch yet. Oh, I thought. It, okay, sorry. Back to back to saw. So I saw it when it first opened. I thought it was awesome, and I still do. I was dropped off at home and saw my dog waiting for me in the backyard. This was unusual, but I kept looking over my shoulder to make sure someone wasn't going to brush, going to bum rush me inside. (laughs) Going to get bum rushed. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I think it just means somebody's going to attack you. Um, I kept the TV on and shut my closet door. I even had something propped up uh, to it because I was paranoid that a puppet was going to appear. I figured my dog would attack, but then again, she's a golden, so she just wagged her, would just wag her tail. When I did manage to fall asleep, I had a back-to-back nightmare of being roasted on a rotisserie stick mm. and having my skin slowly peeled off. <gasps> I slept with the lights on for the entire week. Oh, gosh. Ooh, yeah, I would have too. So if you want to have your mind, you know, manufacture crazy, scary dreams, then yeah, go scare yourself before you go to bed. Spooky. But if you want to have sweet, pleasant dreams that don't scare the crap out of you, don't go watch a scary movie before you go to bed. And then I had another story along this lines. And this one I just had to read because it reminded me of Lexi when she was little. Oh. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I read it, when we get done, you can tell. I, I, I think you'll know what I'm referring to. Okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> so this one was from Schwartzgeiler. That's the Reddit username. I was around maybe three or four years old when this happened to me. I used to fear this commercial that used to be on TV that was about birth control. (laughs) Yes, I know this sounds ridiculous, but hear me out. In the commercial, it predicts all the women. It predicts. That doesn't make sense. Anyway, it shows all these women jumping around with each other and smiling at the camera, and some of them are doing what appeared to be ballet. It felt creepy to me when I was a kid because of all their creepy-ass smiles through the entire commercial and looking directly at the camera. I used to fear this even more after I had had this dream. In the dream, I was asleep on my bed, and I accidentally rolled out of my bed and hit the floor, knocking over my coat rack and hitting my head off on the back of the wall. As I fell out, I hear the door slam shut behind me, and the coat rack I knocked over hit me or hit my nightlight in the outlet, making the room go pitch black. I remember being on the floor in the darkness, screaming for my mom and dad. I couldn't get up and run. As I laid there on the floor, I see my TV on my entertainment center suddenly turn on by itself and showing that commercial. I was terrified. I immediately started to freak out and screamed as loud as I could for someone to come help me, but nobody was coming to help. The TV started to play bits of the commercial where the ladies were staring at the camera smiling at me. Then it cut to all of them standing in a line, holding each other's hands, as one of the ladies in the middle of the line started to charge at me through the TV. She leapt through the screen and lunged at me at full speed. I immediately woke up and was greeted to the side of sunlight filling my bedroom, and me feeling freaking relieved and shaken. So that was all a dream. You're shaking. 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 As I rubbed my eyes and head, I felt a slight pain on the top of my head. I felt the area again and felt a lump on the top of my head. I didn't even know how I got it there if I was in my bed the entire time. It still confuses me to this day how I hit my head off the wall in the dream, 
that would have made the bump in real life. And no, I didn't have any bump on my head when I went to bed. Went, went to bed. <laughs> went to bed. I, had, I didn't have a lump on my head when I went to bed that night. For the rest of my childhood, I never saw that ad again. And for many years, I continued to have the dreams again until I was 15. I finally had enough of these dreams, and I decided to find the ad on YouTube and watch it to redeem myself and make this crap stop. I didn't even have these dreams anymore for four years now. So, What the crap does that remind you of me? You don't... The the leprechaun. Well, yeah, but... Okay. Yeah, so there was a leprechaun movie that came out when you were young. I don't remember how old you were, like maybe six or seven. I'm still scared of the leprechaun. I know, and the (laughs) commercial scared the crap out of you. I don't think it was the commercial, commercial, I swear it was. No, it was the movie. No, it wasn't even the movie. I was just scared of the leprechaun. Well, no, but there was a commercial for a leprechaun movie. I don't think that's what caused it, though. Oh, okay. Well, what was that movie called? I thought it was. A leprechaun, I think. Probably. No. I think it was just called it's the leprechaun. It's literally called the leprechaun. No, no, I've no. looked it up in adulthood to try to solve my problems like this person did. <laughs> it just, you haven't been successful? No. Darby O'Gill. Okay, that's not that's Darby. not the movie that was. No, like scary. this was like a super creepy. Like I'll Darby show you O'Gill a and the Little People is like nice. I know, nice but that's leprechaun. the only leprechaun movie I can think I'm of. I'm gonna show yeah. you, Tosh. When you guys were like five or six, well, you weren't five or six because you're not the same age. But anyway, when Lexi was five or six, they came so out with a leprechaun movie that it was like a super <gasps> creepy, scary Ooh. leprechaun. Okay, that's creepy. And that's what it's called, just the leprechaun. The Leprechaun series ranked from bad to worse is what this article is, and I would have to agree. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, sorry, I thought that you would immediately know what I was talking about. Well, I did think the Leprechaun, but then I was like, didn't. You weren't like thinking what I was thinking. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. But I was weirdly, and I would have scary dreams of the Leprechaun all the time, and I would wake up screaming. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, just so um, Dell's sister had a daycare, and she would really celebrate St. Patrick's Day with it all the kids. scary. <laughs> so it's like um, grandpa would dress up as a leprechaun and he would like, I don't know. Do we would set up like leprechaun traps, traps and then they would just trap poor little Pugsley, the dog. Yeah, or the cats. We would just be sitting there and then all of a sudden she'd be like, oh my gosh, there we caught the leprechaun. No, she'd be like, look behind you. He's about to pinch you. And it just oh, caused yeah. me so much anxiety. And then they would like cut out little green paper that looked footprints. like footprints and like stick them on the walls like he had come in yeah. and we'd go downstairs for lunch and then come back upstairs and the It'd whole playroom would be destroyed yep. like i get that some kids thought it was fun i was scared for my life <laughs> well i remember one time tosh like threw all her books off oh, her yeah. book- bookcase and came and told me the leprechaun made a huge mess and i was like well it's your room so i don't <laughs> clean it up i guess if the leprechaun made the mess you have to clean it up <laughs> So yeah, so moral of the story, don't scare yourself unless you want to have a scary dream. Um, and then the other thing was watch black and white TV. Weird. Which I thought was a weird thing for this article. It says, chances are if you are under 55, you dream exclusively in color. However, people who watch primarily black and white television between the time they were 3 to 10 years old are more likely to experience dreams in the shades of gray than those who grew up with colored TVs. Hmm. So I guess there was a British researcher um, that did some British research. Sorry, I can't talk. So, according to a British researcher, the fact that the TV color can affect your dreams is odd, since everything in real life is still in color. But we just talked about this. I think oh, I don't remember which episode now, where I was saying that oh, it was the um, visitation one because the dream I had in the visitation from my dad was full color, like vibrant, vivid, vibrant, vivid. But I normally dream in black and white, and uh, I am not over 55, (laughs) just make that clear, but (laughs) I grew up in a large family that was not wealthy, so we did not get a color TV until I was like 14 years old. I don't dream in black and white. Well, yeah, but you're young. You've never watched a black and white TV. That's not true. Watched a black and white like movies. Oh, I guess that's true. But anyway, if you wanted to try this, I mean, apparently if you watch the black and white, it's supposed to like calm you down and... Have you have like just a tip, a different type of dream than you normally have? Hmm. So, I mean, if you wanted to go out on YouTube, I'm sure that you can watch some black and white movies on YouTube. But there was really nothing else to talk about on that one. Lex, you want to pick us up? Yep. On the next couple? On the next couple. On oh, the next three, because there's nine. Three yeah. for me, three for you, three for Tosh. Okay. So, the re. 
the researched I topicked. No, the topics I researched <laughs> for dream hacking were stress, um, different vitamins, and then eating or the lack of eating, how those can affect your dreams. Okay, so being stressed can have a really huge impact on your sleep and on your dreams in general. And in most cases, being stressed obviously leads to stress or anxiety dreams. So I found some little posts on Reddit of some stress dreams that people shared with us. I found a little thread about people who are waiters at restaurants. So this first one is by Katie Lerm. 321, I think, is their Reddit username. And they said, I waited tables at a diner and then a high-end restaurant for a total of about eight or nine years. I've been out of the game for almost 10 years, but I still have consistent stress dreams about waiting tables. I'm on for a shift, but I don't have any shoes. I'm on for a shift, but I can't find the bathroom because it's hidden behind an oven and an angry line cook. I got, <laughs> I got quadruple sat and there's no more Diet Coke. <laughs> That's funny. Never nice dreams where I get a 200% tip and get cut early on a nice spring day. No, just imaginary people yelling at me about refills that I can't get to. (laughs) That sounds very familiar. Sounds very stressful. Yes. And then there was a response by a Reddit user. (laughs) Their name was, ooh, (laughs) doing. And they said, when I'm overexhausted from working, I get these severe, oh, sorry, Maybe they could be severe, but they said I get serving nightmares where I fall asleep in weird places in the restaurant while I'm waiting tables. I'll take someone's order and then I'll fall asleep before I get them to the table and I'll wake back up and see I have three more tables of very angry people wondering where their server is. That cycle will just continue till I wake up for real and realize it's time to go back into work. So basically you just don't get a break from your job. Mm -hmm. They said it's odd, but I definitely feel like my subconscious is telling me that I need to take a break. So when it comes to the topic of dream hacking, it'll be a lot more doable to kind of control what you dream about, basically have a say in what you dream about if you can control your stress and anxiety levels. So I went ahead and did a little bit of research on tips to de-stress before you go to sleep so that you can hopefully, you know, control not just dreaming about stressful situations. Yeah, unless, you know, unless you want to unless dream you want that to. you're at work and nothing is going well, then then continue with Those that. Those are literally but the worst dreams where are. you dream about work all night and you wake up and you're like, well, Ugh, guess I'll go to work, work now. I know. Yep, done. Been there, done that. Yeah. So how can we de-stress? So the first tip is spend time winding down before bed. And this can be thought as a buffer zone, which is a period of time to allow the activating process in the brain to wind down and allow your sweet sweep system, your sleep system to take over. It's generally a good rule of thumb to start about an hour before bedtime. During this time, engage in relaxing activities that you enjoy, like reading or listening to music. Awesome. So just do something different than you spend your entire days doing an hour before bed. Listen to podcasts. Listen Specifically to our podcast. World's podcast. <laughs> the next is to schedule worry time. So if you're finding it difficult to control your worrying prior to bedtime, Scheduling a specific time when you're allowed to worry may help. Find a time that's convenient for you and then write down your concerns. Limit the time to a specific amount and stick to it by planning something to do afterwards. For example, you can plan 15 minutes in the evening before your favorite TV show, which I think is an interesting tip. I've never thought to do that. Um, you know, so I was in therapy b- before, just, mm-hmm. you know, to help. I had a very stressful job years back. And that was actually one of the things that the therapist told me to do. She had me do it in the morning. So she's like, wake up in the morning, take 10 minutes, think about everything that could possibly go wrong in the day, and then put it away and go to work and do your thing. So it it was actually very helpful because I didn't realize how much I was worrying all the time. It is therapist approved. (laughs) Correct. Okay, the next one is to think of your bedroom as a place for sleep, sex, and pleasant activities. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that's what the it's article said. I'm not telling you to do that. But try to limit the time you spend in bed worrying or being anxious. If you find yourself lying awake in bed stressed out, leave the bedroom and spend time in another room until you feel sleepy. So basically, just don't do things in your bed other than the things that you enjoy doing in your bed. Correct. So relaxing things, things that have nothing to do to work with work. So yes, don't or do- stress. School, work, mm-hmm. all that in your bedroom. Yep. Makes sense. And then my last tip was practice relaxation techniques. So there are other ways to relax while getting ready for bed, such as breathing exercises, guided imagery, and progressive muscle relax- relaxation movements. You can even check out free apps that help guide you through some of these exercises if you want to. 
And these techniques can be some of the most critical aspects of stress management, and you can use them close to bedtime or throughout your day. So trying to work these into your routine can help you better control your dreams and possibly be on the road to dream hacking. Nice. When I was a kid, um, my mom actually bought a book for my little sister because she was having trouble sleeping. And of course, I read it because anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) So but it had like a thing where it was like, okay, lay in bed, lay flat, like put all of, you know, don't cross your legs or your arms just flat and then start with your toes and like clench them as tight as you can and then release them and like just work all the way up your body to your head, just clenching and releasing totally works. By the time you're done doing that, if you're still awake, you'll fall asleep right away. Really? Mm-hmm. All I thought was clenching your butt. <laughs> <laughs> those cheeks. Clench those butt cheeks and release. Going along with that, I've also heard before that when you're laying in bed, something that will prevent you from falling asleep a lot is like when you are itchy. So if you oh. ignore it as much as you can, don't itch and just ignore it. You'll fall asleep so fast. And I've noticed ever since I started doing that, hmm. I just pass out so fast. That's interesting. Anyway. <laughs> it's a learned behavior. Like it took me years and years and years to be able to ignore an itch. Another huge part of dream hacking is being able to remember your dreams. So if you can remember previous dreams you've had and you're aware of your dreams, it'll be easier to get an idea of how to change them to what you want them to be. So according to a study in 2018... Taking high doses of vitamin B6 supplements before going to bed have helped people remember their dreams. Researchers at the University of Adelaide recruited 100 people, half of which took 240 milligram B6 vitamin pills for five consecutive days, while the other half took a placebo. It was a small study, but the results did show that those who took the vitamins could better recall their dreams than the placebo group. And neither group knew what they were even taking. Participants said that their experiences that their dreams In their experiences, their dreams were clearer and easier to remember and that they didn't lose fragments as the day went on. Another said, my dreams were more real and I couldn't wait to go to bed and dream. The study's author, Denholm Aspie, from the university's School of Psychology added, vitamin B6 did not affect the vividness, bizarreness, or color of the dreams and did not affect other aspects of the sleep patterns. Apsi added that this is the first time a study into the effects of vitamin B6 and other B vitamins on dreams has been carried out on a large and diverse group of people. So that's really cool. Just vitamin six will help you remember. And then there are also certain foods that contain a good amount of vitamin six, I guess, if you don't want to just take, take the vitamin. The supplements. And so some of these foods include whole grain cereals, legumes, fruits such as banana and avocado, vegetables such as spinach and potatoes, milk, cheese, eggs, red meat, liver, and fish. Interesting. Hmm. I might have to try eating an avocado before bed. Before bed. Yeah. Yeah. My last tip from dream hacking is to not go to bed hungry. So if you go to bed hungry, it's very likely that you'll just dream about food. And on the other hand of that, if you want to dream about eating whatever food you want to eat, go to bed hungry. (laughs) (laughs) The choice is yours. So you can choose. But if you're trying to dream hack other things, a good tip is just be comfortable. Don't go to sleep hungry. Mm -hmm. It's important to try to sleep in the most comfortable state you can be in. Therefore, your physical feelings won't be messing up your attempts to dream hack. And here are a couple of funny stories about eating in dreams just because I thought they'd be fun to share. One is from Reddit user J Morgan Z. And he said, hi, well, could be a girl. I'm sorry. We shouldn't assume. (laughs) It's hard not to. They said, just posting about a new phenomenon that I have been experiencing since having severely restricted diet in the past two years. Before two years ago, I never dreamed of eating. However, I just became aware that I have been having reoccurring eating dreams. In fact, one of the dreams revolves around VR eating. So virtual reality eating. Okay. In the dream, I'm using a VR headset like the ones in the market. However, in this case, any food I eat in the VR, I actually can fully taste as if I were actually eating it. Obviously, I'm not eating it, but meaning I never get full or have any kind of reactions so I can eat as much as I want. That would be amazing. I know. I was like, these would be good dreams. I would be able to eat so good throughout the day if just at nighttime I could just splurge, think I'm eating whatever I want. And then just a funny response by Ewit8791. They said, I recently had a lengthy dream just eating pizza rolls. Like, what does it say about how limited my diet is if I'm dreaming about pizza rolls? <laughs> I said, and that the dream made me very happy. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. So it's not like it's even like a super fancy or exotic food. Nope, just re- pizza, rolls. Pizza, pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. Actually, this just kind of reminded me when I was doing the research for our sleepwalking episode, there was this really funny Reddit 
user who had a roommate that was sleep eating. Mm-hmm. So they woke up in the middle of the night and the guy's in the kitchen eating a steak, but he's a vegetarian or so he thinks he is. That's funny. Well, we also had a listener story sent in that we haven't read yet, but she mentions that her roommates and her family and stuff would, she would sleepwalk and get food and then would wake up with the plates and stuff in her room next to her. And she was like, what the crap? What's going (laughs) on? Who put their dirty dishes in my room? (laughs) All right, Tasha. So I'm going to first start off with spicy foods, since that kind of still goes along with what you were talking about. Spicy. Yes. Which I hate spicy foods, by the way. Oh, I love them. Ugh. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Um, so there's a Reddit user by jphoenix7, and he just mentions here that um, he eats spicy foods and has more vivid dreams. He says, last year, my friend gave me a teeny piece of a dried Carolina Reaper, which rakes an impressive in one to two million on the Scoville scale. And that night, he says he wrote a page and a half of an utmost detailed dream. And ever since, he's been hooked. So he regularly buys... Uh, peppers, jalapenos, habaneros, and eat some straight and as often. And then sometimes we'll buy a small chunk of the Carolina Reaper a couple hours before bed. And he guess he just likes doing that because he, he buys it a couple hours before he bed. He eats it before a, cu- <laughs> a couple hours before bed because it does give him vivid dreams. Crazy. We'll have so to I have guess that's something you could try. Should I test we'll, it? We'll have to have Colby, we'll have try, Colby that. try it. We'll have Colby try it. Colby loves hot stuff. Yeah. like He has the Carolina Reaper he sauce, does. doesn't he? He, he has. Does. What was that second one? He loves spicy stuff. Um, so. Ghost pepper? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah ghost no, pepper. Go, but the Reaper is like stronger than ghost pepper. Habanero? Is that what you're thinking of? No. Oh. It was like the Reaper squeeze, and that's what I was talking about. When we were in North Carolina, we lived right on the border of South Carolina, and there's a a store there called Pucker Butts. Pucker Butts. Pucker Butts. The Carolina Reaper sauce. and They made me sign a consent form that I was over the age of 18 to try a sample. Really? Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. So <sighs> Yeah, so we were buying bottles for Colby for Christmas because he loves the stuff. So smells. Uh, t- <laughs> What? I don't know. So smells. (laughs) Smells. No. So Thomas Hummel, a professor at the University of Drazen Smells and Taste Clinic, says that smelling a rose won't mean that we will dream of a bouquet, but instead the scents we smell while dreaming will either make our dreams more positive or negative, depending on whether we enjoy those smells or not. So the most common Essential oil that is used for dream hacking is rose. Rose oil is prized for its rich floral scent. It has calming properties, helping to smooth emotions, and promote relaxation before sleep. So if you want to try to have a relaxing night, a good positive dream, you could try smelling rose essential oil. You know, um, if it's going to associate with something that you have in real life that, like, the rose reminds you of, not the actual rose... Mine would just be funerals. I hate roses. Anyway, that's all. Okay. Continue. So a Reddit user by the name of Cat Eye Cacti, Cacti, sometimes I dream of candle shopping or sniffing candles, and I get mad because they don't smell like anything. So I concentrate really, really hard in my dream till my brain makes up a smell for each flavor. Flavor? Scent. Well, it says flavor. Oh, that's true. I mean... It's good. So I guess that's one way if you want to try to hack a dream or, you know, associate something in your walking life, a smell. And then on my next one is music. So music can be used to improve sleep. There was some research done in the UK by conducting an online survey. It was designed to learn more about the use of music as a sleep aid. So of more than 600 people who responded to the survey, three in five said that they had ever used music to help them sleep. Among the genres, class... they had never? In the article, I read it over and over and over because it didn't make any sense to me either, but I wrote it down word for word and it says they had ever used music to help them sleep. So three out of five. Had ever used music. I think that means never. I think they must have just left off the N. Okay. Among the genres, classical and rock topped the list, classical being at 32% and rock being at 11 And actually, the most cited artist in that survey was Bach is number one and Ed Sheeran is number two. That people used to fall asleep to? Two, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I know. 
And then from sleepphones.com, I found like a step for step if you wanted to try to like use music as a way for hacking your dreams. It says pick a song that you like and stick with it. Make sure it's one that you would like instantly recognize wherever you would be. For several nights, use this song as your alarm to wake up to in the morning. This will help train your brain to associate the song with wakefulness. After using the song to wake up for first from several nights in a row, set it to automatically play at a low volume while you're asleep. Hearing the song while asleep should, in theory, trigger your brain to wake up and enter your lucid dreaming state. Okay, so and so you're going to hack your dream by that music, getting used to it. Like waking you up in the it. morning. So that when you're dreaming and it comes on, your brain will go, oh, I'm sleeping. So now maybe I can do control my dream. Well, it'll make your you brain, mean my wake, brain up. wake up. You said sleeping. Well, you're not going to wake up. No, but your brain is. Gotcha. But so just to realize that you're asleep, so that it can, con- so you can do lucid dreaming. Yeah. I used to wake up to Shania Twain every morning. Yeah. To man, I feel like a woman. Yeah. When we were young, I we know. made mom set our alarm for that. <laughs> That's funny. So um, then I got this story um, from that. Uh, sleepphones.com says once I was sitting behind a large desk in some office and the radio was playing a strange melody that I had not heard before. Then I realized I was dreaming. I sat there trying to figure out where had I heard this before, but I could not remember. Then I thought I should write this down. I could make a hit with this. So I started looking for a pen and paper and realizing I didn't know how to write music. Yes. Lucid lucid dreaming has limitations. I started looking around for something to record the melody. I then realized, great, how am I going to get this recording out of my dream? I then woke up. I started trying to hum what I heard, but I had it was no use. I'm not good at carrying a tune, so there was my so there went my hit. Same. I've had that dream. I've had that before. Where you hear music in your dream? Mm-hmm. And then like I try to like. I keep thinking like, oh, this is like actually awesome. And then I wake up and I can't remember it or I try to like write it down or some, and I can't. Interesting. Well, and I think too, um, you can also do like nature sounds or beach sounds. So like if you want to dream about being in the mountains, you can listen to like a babbling brook. Or if you want to dream about being on the beach, you can listen to ocean waves. I wonder if any people who have actually wrote songs got them from a dream. Oh, I bet we could probably we do an do episode topic about, about that. that. And so then somebody had kind of replied to that, and they said the best way that they had found to induce a lucid dream is asking myself numerous times throughout the day, like, how many fingers do I have? Then I look at my fingers. If I have more or less than five, then I know I'm dreaming and it will become lucid. Hmm. Why does that work? Well, because specific numbers of things are always fluctuating when you're dreaming, like the time on the clock, the amount of change in your pocket, or the numbers on a lottery ticket. So she's, and so it was a girl, I do remember, and she was just saying, so in regards to like a song, like, it's like if you start hearing a song in your dream, it's like, look at your hands in your dream. How many fingers do you have? Well, if you have less than five or more than five, then you're dreaming. Yeah. I wonder if they have been watching the behind, behind her eyes. Is that the Netflix mm-hmm. episode that Katie was telling series. us about? The series, yes. It, it's just a lot about dreaming, and that was exactly what they said in the movie, really? which I thought huh. was interesting. What is it called? Behind Her Eyes. Behind Her it. Eyes. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. yeah. I only go got partway through, and then it just started to tick me off, so I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> tick you off? Yes, ticked me off. So my next one is about sleep positions, and I got my information from everydayhealth.com. Dream experts at a Hong Kong university study surveyed from 670 students, two-thirds of them being female, found that students who slept on their stomachs described their dreams as being more intense, vivid, and sexual. Oh. And students who slept face down also reported dreams of being tied, locked up, or unable to move. Wow. Mm. I only sleep on my stomach. Do you? And I don't dream about any of those things. <laughs> I was going to say, are you a sadomasochist? Like being tied up and... I don't think that's what that's called. Yeah, I'm like, I don't... Like whipped and chains? Mas- sadomasochist? I don't think that's yeah, what that's Yeah, I don't think that's what Okay, anyways, moving on. S&M. Oh. Yeah. Why do you know that, Mom? S&M. Are you? I thought it was like S-B-D-S-M. B-D-S-M. B-D-S-M? Yeah. I don't know what the BD is. But BDSM stands for... Oh, boy. I know the SM stands for sadomasochist. 
band dependent. Wait, what? Band dependent. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally looked it up. BDSD. <laughs> and it's. Band dependent spatial detail algorithm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not applicable. Yeah, not applicable onto our actual thing here. Okay. BDSM is used to describe aspects of sex that involve dominance, submission, and control. Okay. Yeah, BDSM. So what's a sadomas? Yeah, what's a sadomas? That's what SM stands for. So I don't know what the BD stands for, but SM stands for sadomasochist. Okay. I don't know why I know what that is. Yes, that's weird. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Me trying to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> but they also say that on your stomach, despite reports of erotic dreams, you should avoid sleeping face down with your face against the pillow. People who sleep on their stomachs report increased restlessness caused by frequent tossing and turning to get comfortable. So sleeping prone on your stomach may also be putting strain on your lower back and cause neck pain. Would you guys like Did to you know find the it? Difference? Yeah, what is sure. it? Okay, BDSM is people who just like being tied up and stuff like that. And then the SM, I don't know how you say it, Mom. Sadomasochist. That's people who enjoy pain. Oh, So okay. kind of the same things, but. So the BDSM is when you just put it all together. So you On like this being dream tied up podcast, we're giving you information in that in you didn't ask for. Inflicting physical or mental suffering on another person. Crazy. Anyway, okay. <laughs> not not even what this episode is about. Sorry. <laughs> so they say that sleeping on your side um, is one of the most common positions, and studies have found that right side sleepers experience more positive dreams and fewer nightmares than left side sleepers. So for people with heartburn or you know gastro reflexes, doctors say that the left side is the best. Um, it explains like sleeping on a left side keeps your stomach below your esophagus esophagus and so gravity may help with reflex sleeping on your right side may cause you to dream of swallowing or burning interesting but then it said that if you're on your right side though you probably have better dreams than on the left but then if you have acid reflux it just flip flops that Mm -hmm. interesting yeah so anybody who sleeps on their right side and does have um nightmares maybe you have some type of reflex possibly gastro go to the doctor yeah go see your doctor and then on your back may lead to, one, of course, lower back pain, and so they suggest not doing so, but it may alter your dreams. The face-up position may also lead to snoring, encourage sleep apnea, and interference with restful sleep. Studies show that back sleepers experience more nightmares and find it harder to remember their dreams. Interesting. Hmm. So you're snoring. Are you a back sleeper? No, I'm a side sleeper. Yeah, me too. She can snore in any position. <laughs> I sleep she was with talented like that. Yeah. I sleep with my face directly in the pillow. Really? Sebastian said sometimes he's scared I can't breathe, so he'll push me over to the side. <laughs> he's like, yo, you alive? <laughs> I always like when I get into bed, I lay on my right side, but then like once I actually get super sleepy, I flip to my left side to fall asleep. Mm. I, I love sleeping on my tummy. It really? hurts my back. Kyle does. I can't do it. It hurts my back too. I'm mm. I sleep like in the fetal position. And I am to the right and then the left. Like, I start one yeah, way baby. and I just flip-flop, flip-flop, flip-flop until I finally just fall asleep. Tasha the baby I know. in their fetal position. Mm-hmm. Okay. It says, I don't dream often at all, as I always sleep on my side or stomach. But in the odd case that I fall asleep on my back or shift during my sleep, I end up having nightmares. So that was what that Reddit user said, and that kind of goes into the fact of if you sleep on your back, nightmares. Yep. I'm going to have to tell Sebastian that he only sleeps on his back, and every single time he ever tells me about a dream, it's never it's a, a good one. Yeah, And I'm sick of him snoring, so maybe it'll help him to not snore. sleep on the side. And then what I also thought was, like, super interesting is sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Happens one of, on your back? Yeah, the one of the most, like, helpful tips for people who are wanting to fall into the state of sleep paralysis is to sleep on your back. Why would someone want to have sleep paralysis? That's I tried it question. once. What? Why? I was just interested in trying it. Isn't it usually scary? Yeah, it was freaky. Oh, you act- it actually happened to you. Well, like, okay, so it says, you know, work on keeping your body calm, focus on your breathing, release your muscle tension, and try to relax as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So I remember just laying there on my back, and kind of like how you mentioned earlier, like, if you have an itch, like, just ignore it. And, like, just breathe and relax, but, like, keep your eyes open. And, like, your 
body all of a sudden my body felt super heavy and I like flinched and just like it freaked me out. So I don't think I actually went into sleep paralysis. It was like on the verge of getting there. I just like, don't get why somebody would want to do it on purpose. Because I was intrigued. I guess just to try it. Mika about to Google that. Just call me the Googler. Googler. And then my last one is about sleeping in multiple positions. So many people, you know, sleep in more than one position or they change positions during the night. That university study, 194 reported sleeping in two or more positions. And the sleep positions that you find yourself in when you wake up is probably the one that influences your dreams the most. Okay. Also, nowhere on the internet am I finding people who want to have sleep paralysis. They're all things to cope with them. So, Tosh, I think you're a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It does say that dreams usually do happen during the rapid eye movement or REM sleep. And that usually um, is like three to four times a night. So the final stint of your REM sleep is when your dreams are most vivid, take place in the cycle right before you wake up. Are most vivid? Is that what you said? No. What did you say? Oh, most vivid, yeah. Okay. So basically, like, if you sleep on your left side and you toss and turn and move and you sleep multiple times, sleep position changes multiple times, if you wake up and you're on your left side and your dream was, like, super crazy then your left side affects your sleep or affects your dreams more than another position because it's like more active in that area right before you wake up. Yeah. Gotcha. So if you had a crazy dream and you're on your left side, it'll be like, oh, if I try to be more mindful and try to sleep more on my right side, maybe my dreams won't Won't be so so crazy. crazy. I don't think I've ever paid attention to what position I'm in when I wake up though. You're not still on your stomach when you wake up? I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm always to my left. (laughs) I'm always on my left side usually when I wake up. Well, and I think with me, it's like I fall asleep on my right side or I, I get tired in bed on my right side. And then I kind of roll over to my left. But that's also because I sleep with dad and sometimes we don't go to bed together at the same time. So I can sleep on my right side. But then once he gets in bed, I don't want to be like face to face with him. And he sleeps more on his left side. So, so you I don't have to like, turn? Yeah, I don't like breathing in my face. So I have to turn <laughs> over on my left side. Do you guys ever, when you're laying in bed with whoever and you can hear their breathing and it bothers you you pay too much attention that you try to match your breathing breathing to theirs and then i'm like why am i suffocating myself for no reason (laughs) i should go to bed yeah and then you can't like relax because you're like constantly like yeah i'm like oh breathe out breathe out (laughs) yeah that's so funny that we do that i do that too sometimes i think the worst thing is um so when dad falls asleep he'll go like deep he'll breathe deep and then he'll like blow it out his mouth he'll go yeah i know he does do that He'll fall asleep yeah. on the couch and be, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, but if we're sleeping together and he's on his left side and I'm on my left side, then he like blows directly on the back of my neck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> finally, I have to like shimmy or like move him over. That's funny. Also, so, oh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Were you done with your stories? Yeah, that was pretty much all I, I had. just realized I didn't cite my sources. Yeah. So just real quick, I was going to say where I got my information. That's great. From Reddit, obviously. Yeah, we love that website, as you can tell. And then also I got some from amirasleep.com and businessinsider.com. Awesome. So I am going to go into a wikihow.com article mm-hmm. that just talks about, like, if you want to start practicing controlling your dreams, these this is some advice. Does it have pictures? How to do it. I feel like anytime something in wiki comes up, it's like wikihow with pictures. Yeah. <laughs> It did. I took the pictures out. That's fine. I don't care. I just okay. think it's funny. I'm, I was like, when you look did up you anything on wiki, it's wikihow. And with, then in parentheses, it'll say with pictures. Well, yeah. I mean, wiki is what we used when I was a technical service manager to keep like troubleshooting like information. So that's what it's for. It's like pictures and instructions on how to do things. I know. Oh, okay. I just think it's funny that they always clarify if it's with, with pictures, pictures or if not. Uh, I was, I was just trying to be funny. I apologize. She was trying to be funny. And I ruined it. It's fine. <sighs> okay. So controlling your dreams is one, is one of the most captivating experiences a human being can have. Have you ever wanted to redream your most imaginative dream or simply be the king or queen of your sleeping subconscious? Well, guess what? I'm going to tell you how. Mm, I am the queen. Okay. So there's three parts to this. So part one, recording your dream. So get yourself a notebook or something by your bed with a pen so that when you wake up in the morning, you can immediately write down what your dream was about. 
Um, they do say you can do this digitally, you know, if you want to have your laptop there or a tablet, but they say the actual act of writing down your dream will make you remember it better. <laughs> so it's actually better if you, you know, pen to the paper. The old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. Um, so, and then the next step in that part one is to think about what you want to dream. So not only are you going to use this notebook to write down what you did dream in the morning, but you're also going to write down before you go to bed what you want to dream about. Hmm. So it's basically... Manifesting. Yeah. Or a target dream. Yep. So, I mean, draw pictures if you want to. Write down as much detail as you can. Um, so trick yourself into going to the experience when you dream so that you can become aware that you're dreaming in the state. And then don't watch television or movies before you go to bed because that will influence your dream. Mm-hmm. So you might dream about that instead of what you were writing about. Then the next one, again, record your dream. So have it next to your bed. Write down what you want to dream about in the morning. Record what you dream. So just like an athlete practicing your routine, you are training your mind to recall its dreams. The more consistently you train your mind to recall the dreams, the sharper and more heightened your dreams will become. Write down any parallels you remember between your target dream, the dream you wanted to have, and the dream that you did have. Be as specific as possible and think about the similarities and the differences. When interpreting the dream, keep in mind the dream is n- uh, that dreams do not offer exact images or answers to the questions the way that your brain does in your waking state. Instead, the brain communicates by means of metaphors. So that's why you have to interpret your dreams when they're not a visitation. Correct. Also, no offense, it's my own brain. It's like, can you not make it a little easier? Yeah, could you, you know how hard it is for me to know myself. Could you just make it a little bit more simple? It's my own thoughts. Why am I being so complicated in my dreams? <laughs> <laughs> make it easier. So the next step, um, or part two, is practicing wakefulness. So read through the target dream every night right before you go to bed and go through it as many times as possible so it's in your head really well. Um, After reading something one or two times, your brain thinks it knows what the words are and it gets lazy and only like processes the outline of the words. So that's why it's talking about practicing wakefulness. (laughs) You hear that? Is that you, Wheezy? It's my nose, Wheezy. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Just call me Wheezy. Wheezy. Little Wheezy. No, from Toy Story. Toy Story, yeah. Yeah, Totally. The little penguin on the shelf all along. (laughs) Wheezy. All right. So practice the little Practice wakefulness. So when you reread it, don't let yourself get lazy. Like, actually reread it. Then lie down, close your eyes, and think about your target dream. Relax. Daydream and imagine about the target dream that will appear in your subconscious. Your subconscious will generate a lot of images that have nothing to do with the target dream. So cycle through the ones that are irrelevant, trying to focus on on the relevant images. Imagine the sounds and dialogue in the background of your target dream. Really try to hear them in your mind. Try to feel the sensation associated with your feeling, mood, etc. If no sound or images appear clearly, try reading through your target dream again in your dream journal. And then walk through your target dream. Do this in the first person point of view from start to finish. Imagine what it would seem like through your eyes. Try to walk through the target dream in the exact sequence you expect it to be in your dream. Think hard, but maintain a calm posture. Do not get tense, just relax. Go to sleep with these images and sounds in your head and remember to record your dreams, whatever they are when you wake up. So even if you don't have your target dream, it's important to record what you did dream about. Okay, part three is getting control in the dream. So this is, you know, now we're leading from the dream hacking, all of the pre-sleep steps to what you might actually be able to control once you're dreaming. So try reality checks throughout the day. And this is, Tosh kind of mentioned this earlier. A reality check is when you ask yourself, am I awake or am I dreaming? This will ultimately help you tell the difference between the dream world and your reality. Reality checks call attention to fundamental differences between dreams and reality. In dreams, states are fluid. In reality, states stay the same. In dreams, text will change into different words, trees change into colors or shapes, clocks tell time backwards instead of forwards. In reality, text stays the same, trees stay rooted um, in back, backwards instead of forwards. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I lost, I lost I don't my know. place. Trees stay rooted in the ground and clocks move clockwise. A good reality check to perform both in reality and in dreams is to look at text. Suppose a poster in your room says Justin Bieber. Turn away for a minute 
and look at the poster again. If it still says Justin, Justin Bieber, the reality check says that you're awake. If you turn away and then look at the poster again, and it's Selena Gomez, the reality check will tell you that you're dreaming. Selena Gomez? Yes. Or Justin Bieber? Interesting that you spoke Rivalry. about those two. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just what was in the article. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ace your reality check. When you've when you're having a dream and realize that you're having a dream, then you start to be able to control most of what happens in the dream. When you make the leap and realize you're dreaming, try to calm yourself down. If you get too excited about finally being able to control your dream, you might accidentally wake up from the excitement. Try small activities first. Again, this is about staying in control of your excitement and not accidentally waking up. Even mundane things like cooking food, climbing a ladder, or skateboarding can be fun when you realize that you're in full control. And then it just says you can gradually move to bigger activities, like once you're used to this happening. So it says a lot of people enjoy flying. That would be Lexi. That would be Lexi. <laughs> Swimming deep in the ocean and time travel. Try moving huge objects, passing through walls, or even telekinesis. The dream that you have are only limited by your imagination. My imagination is very limited. <laughs> so I, was, I... Oh. No good. No, I was just going to say there have been some times that I've lucid dreamed. So I love houses, and so I tend to have a lot of dream houses. Like I'll dream about the same places over and over again, but they just look a little different each time. And I do remember one time in particular... I was, like, changing the way the stairs were. Like, in my dream, I was like, oh, this is cool. I can ch move the staircase over here. Or I can make this window be different. And I just made the house look exactly how I wanted it to. Hmm. I was going to share about how my – I used to do that with, like um, – I don't remember how old I was. Like, junior high, maybe. Maybe a little younger. And I would picture our old, like – or at the time, we had the VHS tape player. Mm -hmm. And I would picture the black VSH tape and like on the front of it where it would write, like it would say, let's just say Beauty and the Beast, for example. And then I would say, okay, I'm going to play this VHS. So I put the VHS in the VH player and hit play. And I'm doing this, like thinking of this, like while I'm laying down, like my okay. eyes are closed. So you're not physically doing it. You're no, imagining I'm thinking it. about it. You're like, imagining, imagining it. me doing this. And basically... As I, because I'm putting in the VHS and I hit play, then whatever's playing on the VHS was basically anything I wanted to dream about. I would do that over and over and over. And it would work. And it would work. So you dream about Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. If that's what you wanted. If that's what I wanted. Or like, and I would dream like me being Belle in a certain dress or something. And then like, let's say I wanted the dress to just like be a different color. Then I would just picture it when I was putting the VHS in that like it was going to be this color or whatever. It worked. That's and so I did it cool. multiple times, but I haven't done it like for very very long time. I've never had, I've never known I was dreaming. I've never been able to control what I was dreaming about ever. That's interesting. Maybe you could try some of these tips. Yeah. yeah. I'll tricks. give you guys a follow up. Yeah. Eat an avocado. Mm. Write yeah. down what you want to dream about. I don't even know what I would want to dream about. <laughs> That's what I was just going <laughs> to ask. I'm like, do you know what you'd want to dream about? Like my subconscious can just keep telling me what's up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, that was. That was all I had. So okay. if you guys have any dream hacking or lucid dream stories, please send them to us. Yes. And hopefully this was interesting. Let us know what you thought of the, you know. Dream right. hacking? Well, yeah. What? Are what? <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to say? Well, I'm just trying to say, like, this dream hacking was actually a really tough episode to do because there's not a lot of information on the dream hacking. Well, so hopefully we have been talking about something that you didn't already know about or found interesting yeah so. or also i think it's probably because everybody can dream hack in a different way and what one way will work for somebody's not going to work for somebody else and it's not like people always remember or you remember you had a lucid dream but doesn't mean you go around telling people yeah. so it's hard to research it like That's a true. lot of lucid well there's dreams a, yeah there's where they a, hacked it yeah well there's a lot of yeah exactly there's a lot of lucid dreams where people realize they're dreaming and then they change what the dream is but there's not a lot of information on how, how they got there yeah. yeah trying to control what it's going to be before you go to sleep mm -hmm. so um but you can email us at dead to the world podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on all of our social media uh that is tiktok twitter instagram facebook and all of that is our usernames are dead to the world podcast and then also we are on apple Yes, please rate and review us. And also, 
No, I'm not going to say it. Well, I was going to say, like, we appreciate feedback. So if there is stuff you don't like, we're fine to know. But email yeah. it to us. Don't put it on a review. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I was just going to say. That's why I was saying our email address. So it's like, if you liked this episode and you want more information about it, or any episode, if you loved it and you want us to, like, do more along those lines, let us know. Yes. And our- then please rate and also review us. Reviewing us is also important. The rates are nice. We appreciate the rates. But if you could also just write a little review, that would be great. Thank that you. would be great. <laughs> yeah, we would love to have more people listen. Makes us happy. It does make us happy. And it's like I'm addicted. Like this comes out on Sunday nights and like literally like Monday morning. I'm like, ooh, how many listens do we have? How many listens do I have? We're obsessed. I know. With you. It's because it's new. We would love for you to join us next week. So that you can find out what happens when we are dead to the world.